podcast has now started. Congratulations. Hi. Congratulations to you, right? the listener. Yeah, listener. We got another one for you. Coming in hot. Uh, this is Zach and Ryan. We're here to talk about a game that is uh, inspired by Breath of the Wild, like Breath of the Wild. But we needed a special guest for this one. Introduce yourself, special guest. Yeah. Uh, hello, I am Evan, and I have played a lot of this game that is, isn't Breath of the Wild, but is very much like Breath of the Wild. It's called uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. They made another Hyrule Warriors. They did. Uh, I don't think it's as good as the first Hyrule Warriors. It, it's definitely not, but on some level, that's okay. So what do you guys know about the original Hyrule Warriors? What does Ryan know? Because I know more than he does. Fair enough. I know that there is a lot of characters in it. <laughs> and True. they fight a lot of guys. And I know that it got DLC for ages and ages. So when I, I, I never played any of it. But when I look at what is in the game, it looks like a mess. Yeah, so Hyrule Warriors is essentially uh, Tecmo, or Koei Tecmo, excuse me, and Nintendo coming together and basically saying, hey, we have this really cool idea that if we take our Warriors franchise and combine it with Nintendo and the Zelda franchise, that'd be a really cool thing. And it'd like kind of marry two fan bases. And I think for the Warriors fan base, it was like an amazing thing. I don't know how the Zelda fan base took it, but I think overall, um, the original Hyrule Warriors game, which came out initially on the Wii U, uh, was a very big success. And so when it came time to kind of do this again, when Breath of the Wild came out, and of course the story behind Breath of the Wild and the, 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 the Calamity Ganon and that whole event that was you know kind of talked about in the game but never shown in the game, Nintendo was like, hey, we need to kind of figure out someone who can kind of take this idea that we have and put it into a game. And so that's where uh, Koei Tecmo came in. And having already done Hyrule Warriors... They were like, "Hey, we can do High Warriors and show age of the 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 age of calamity aspect of it," and that's kind of where this game came from. Yeah, it's. I think the the story. I don't know if it's apocryphal or not, but the story is that Aonuma was just playing like One Piece Warriors or something, and was like, "This is cool. They should put Zelda in it." Wait a second, I'm the Zelda guy. <laughs> <laughs> and they ended up doing that first game, which is a treat. That's a good game. Listeners, go. Pick yourself up a copy of that Switch version. It's got so much good stuff in it. Yeah. Well, Zach, do you have any insight um, to what Evan was saying about not being sure what the Zelda fan base's reaction was? I I don't know. Zelda, I don't remember it being like a huge deal. It's hard to say because it was a huge deal to me and Evan because it was both uh-huh. in our wheelhouses. But I think people enjoy the game zelda fans are just very well fed so that's true there's a news you know there's been a new zelda release of some kind every year for the past like 12 years or something ridiculous and so it anything with zelda in the title does well so it's hard to say if it's like well received or not sure sure and by the same token i know that like age of calamity sold well but i don't know how well it was received other than vaguely talking to people that played it so i only have anecdotal evidence as to how successful this game was you also kind of hit on it a little bit as it's not as good of a game as the original hyrule warriors it 
no for a couple reasons. Yeah. I, I can go into some of those reasons. I think the f- let's let's talk about the what Age of Calamity is. Yeah, let's yeah. get the outline of everything that's going on in this game, and then we'll, we'll evaluate it. Yeah. So if you play, you know, obviously you play Breath of the Wild, and you kind of hear the story, and you kind of understand that, you know, when, when Calamity again came and took control of everything and killed um, all four of the champions. Uh, you know, you, you kind of don't see kind of how that happened, what happened, and all that good stuff. And so that's kind of where we all thought Age of Calamity was going to come in and do. <laughs> we, we all kind of assumed that the game was going to have a little bit of a darker tone and lead into the fact that, you know, all four of the champions end up losing their lives in this um, in this war, in this battle, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but, you know, they decided for Age of Calamity that they're going to take it in a little bit of a different path. Um, Th- you know, they do. It, it, uh, it's 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 a very different path. So basically, what they do is they cre- kind of create this whole story where time travel is involved. Yes, time travel, uh, and we have a little mini guardian called Terrico, I believe. Yeah, he's Terrico, and, and he comes from the future where you know Calamity Ganon has devastated everything. But he- like a month in the future. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. The opening cutscene is, like, as the Calamity is starting, Terrico gets knocked off a shelf and comes to life and then decides to time travel back to, like, a month before when we're still assembling the champions and all that. And so... That is an interesting choice. Yeah. It's not like a hundred years later they did something. It's like, no, it's concurrent with... It's almost concurrent with the events that... I, I don't get it. <laughs> That's a really strange choice. But okay. Yeah, and so the the initial part of the game is very much, you know, kind of fall, falls in line with, okay, you know, here's, here are some initial battles to kind of show you, you know, what, what the game is about uh, and kind of get you prepared for the Calamity Ganon. And, and, and then Calamity Ganon, you know, comes and that whole battle begins. Uh, all of the champions are stuck in in their um, divine beast, and you kind of have to go save them. And then, you know, kind of going back to this theme of time travel for you know whatever reasons they chose to do, the um, the the four descendants from the champions are introduced and come. Uh, they they kind of time travel into the current timeline and help the champions kind of ward off the um, the Calamity Ganon that they're fighting. And so rather than, you know, being kind of canon in the timeline, in which case all four of the champions lose their lives, all four of the champions survive and are now fighting side by side with their descendants to kind of help you uh, take down Calamity Ganon. And in uh, I looked at like maybe 30 seconds total <laughs> of cutscenes, and I, I think I saw a part where this Terrico guy is summoning the new champions from 100 years in the future. Yep. Yes. Okay. So he has that power for reasons that are not explained. Correct. Okay. And he summons... I. You can tell that they wanted to just put the new Guardians in because they're popular characters, or some uh-huh. of them are popular characters. It, <laughs> there was no way they weren't going to put Sidon in this game, right? Very true. Sure. 
everybody loved Sidon. They had to put him in the game. So they contrived a time travel plot to bring them in and save the day. And so because they're drawn back in time, uh, you know, spoilers for what Evan's going to say in a second, but you win. Yes. And so after the uh, four descendants are brought in and you're fighting alongside with everyone, uh, Zelda, who, you know, you kind of see in some of the flashbacks from Breath of the Wild, she's kind of struggling to um, kind of show or control the power or whatever that she has um, Mm -hmm. because... You know, she, she's she's young. She's 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 unsure of herself. Um, but that comes full like that that comes full through. She she eventually harnesses her power, and um, as a character becomes super OP. Uh, <laughs> she, she, her, okay. Her second for, her 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 second abilities are really good. We can get into that later. Um, and then she kind of turns the fight. She kind of is the commander of the forces. And uh, she kind of leads you guys, leads Link, leads the four champions, leads the four descendants into a final battle with Calamity Ganon uh, at Hyrule Castle, of course, that you end up, and of course, you end up defeating um, Calamity Ganon alongside his minion, who we haven't really spoken of at all yet. We, yeah, maybe now's the time. There's, there are only three new characters introduced to this video game from Breath of the Wild, which seems like not as enough characters to introduce to your backstory game but you know there's Terrico the diminutive egg guardian who is like pivotal to the whole plot he's like a R2D2 isn't he he's a little BB8 guy uh he's got a lot of plot that we can get into but I should we should t- t- mention the other two real quick you have Suga who is just like a blade ma- an ego blade master guy who like that's fine. Uh, and then Aster, who is the, s- the villain? I he's guess. kind of a villain. He, he's definitely shown as the initial villain. Like, this is kind of supposedly before the Calamity Ganon strikes. He is kind of the villain. He appears to be the one that's almost bringing about the Calamity Ganon. Or at least that's what I think the game wants you to believe at the start. He's, yeah, trying to, and then he, he just, he's there to present as this menacing evil wizard guy and he works with the ego clan for a while then betrays the ego clan and then by the end like sacrifices himself to become like ganon's host oh i I don't he doesn't sacrifice himself oh he gets oh that's right it's not a willing sacrifice it's a hey by the way i'm yoinking your body yeah calamity (laughs) just kind of comes in and destroys him yoink uh who astro's not a character he's not a character (laughs) there's nothing there there's nothing to latch on to prior to release everybody's like who's this mysterious man is he the 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 seer is he the agonim guy well there's a character in the backstory of breath of the wild that's mentioned as like a seer or like a fortune teller that like foresaw the calamity coming where is this in breath of the wild i don't remember this it's in, it's in, at least in creating a champion, but I think it's also in, like, King Rome's journal. Because somebody prophesizes that the Calamity is going to return. That's why everybody starts being all on alert. Okay, okay. And there's this, like, extremely oblique mention of a character, and everybody thought that was going to be Aster, but it's seemingly not. He's just an evil guy with a twirl in his mustache kind of guy. Yeah. Hmm. and it's Not a character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's true. It's kind of disappointing that you know, because of the direction that they chose to take the game, you, you almost can't 
take serious some of the characters that 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 were introduced. Uh, kind of like Astor. Like Astor had the opportunity to be really cool, and then they just kind of pushed him to the side, and you didn't really care about him after, you know, pretty much once the calamity started. You don't even get to play as him in the game. They never even added him as a character to play as. I know, not even in the DLC. Not even in the DLC. He's that unimportant. It's hilarious. Really uh, unfortunate. What else? What else? But, boy. I, I wanted to go back to uh, talking about Zelda, actually. Okay. Uh, because this is was the one even idea, half opinion that I had about this game um, before it was released. But when we knew that, I guess when we knew that Zelda would be playable in it, um, I was thinking, if this is a flashback or, you know, back in time, and Zelda is playable, well, Zelda's whole thing in back in time times is that she is weak and needs a bodyguard and is not able to use her powers. And it would seem to... It would kind of ruin that character if we went back in time and it turned out that she was powerful and she could kill dozens of moblins. So does the game, like, is she weak in this game until time travel lets her be strong? Like, is that part of the character intact? I know she definitely starts, like, when you first have Zelda offered as a playable character, um, she doesn't have her triforce powers or her you know whatever you want to call them um she she fights using um her sheikah slate which allows you to use all of the things that the sheikah slate usually does and you know as a character concept that's fine but she's not very strong and um in the cutscenes between games or in, in between fights uh you, you do kind of see her as someone who is really trying to you know do right with her father her father king rome is um very w- wants to make sure that she's training her hardest while she's a little bit more interested in research. Uh, so she definitely comes off a, as a little bit weak, um, but can hold her own if necessary. Uh, Impa, huh. who isn't a hundred and however many years old, uh, much younger Impa is still kind of her, you know, uh, another bodyguard with Link, and she is able to kind of take care of Zelda as necessary. But yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Go, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. Narratively, the Zelda stuff is intact from Breath of the Wild, but from a gameplay perspective, you are just clearing Moblins off the field with a Sheikah Slate as her, and that's not a contradiction from the game's perspective, because that's what the the language the game speaks in. I see. So, like, if we were to see these events in a cutscene in Breath of the Wild she would be killing, like, ah, Moblin. But yeah. Because this is a Muso game, we in- interpret that as only 20 Moblins. Right. Interesting. It's... The plot of this game is not good. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I, I get that you want a happy ending and stuff, but it's a little disappointing that... It's just what it is, and it's very contrived. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really know what else to say about it other than they should have had an alternate ending where you just lose. Yes, right. Yeah, they absolutely should have. Uh, even make that the main ending, and then have the alternate ending where you know you can win. Because 
you know, Musou games are based on Three Kingdoms, and they have absolutely no problem relitigating how those historical events go. That's the entire basis of their franchise, but here, th this whole game feels very opposed to the way that they were able to use the material in Hyrule Warriors the first. They feel very chained to the material, where everything has to be as close to Breath of the Wild as possible with as little embellishment or as little created new stuff. Interesting. Huh. So we can talk about some of the good things about the game. What do you like about the game, Evan? Okay, so... Uh, one of my favorite parts about the game is how customizable you can make Link and how that customization carries over into the cutscenes. So oh, this is true. <laughs> when, I played, uh, when I played Age of Calamity and when, when I did my playthrough, um, you know, you kind of like in Breath of the Wild, you get all sorts of armor and equipment and whatnot. Uh, you, you do get the same in Age of Calamity. So one of the first things I got was a fish mask. And... I think I also got the uh, Gerudo clothes for the male, which is basically just him being shirtless. And so for the entire game, I ran with a fish mask on my head and shirtless. And in all of the cutscenes in the game, uh, Link is wearing a fish mask and is shirtless. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So th there, there is definitely some good customizations there. Uh, I think... I think overall, a lot of the characters are done pretty decently in terms of, you know, if you're playing a Warriors game, you can you kind of understand and know that how a character plays is kind of the bread and butter of the game because you need a character that kind of moves well, attacks well, uh, and has good combos. And I think for the most part, a number of characters do that well. Uh, they also made each character very different. Yeah. Talk about, like, the unique elements each character has because it's way deeper than Hyrule Warriors 1 as far as giving each character a unique mechanic right so you know link is almost the most basic character in the game he is your basic swordsman you can also give him a two-handed sword uh, you can give him a spear and i think there are a couple other weapons that he gets along the way but in terms of you know how he uh, uh how he acts and how you kind of fight with him uh very basic very regular character you know you've got your basic sword slashes you have your combos with your sword that's fine. But then you move on to some of the other characters, like Impa. And Impa, being uh, from the Sheikah clan, she has all these extra powers where you can almost, you essentially can clone Impa. And at, some, and at, and at, at most, you can have seven Impas kind of running around with you, which can just cause so many, like, you, you can just go through a wave, a line of enemies, because here's seven Impas all right next to each other, all attacking. And uh, are you controlling all of them at once? Yes. Yeah, so basically, whatever you do, they do. It's one for one, like yeah. a, like a what's the cherry, the double cherry from Mario? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's that, okay. but with a whole lot of cool ninjas. Correct. Awesome. Correct. Uh, I think Zelda. I touched on a little bit earlier. She uses her Sheikah slates for her weapon, um, and then once she unlocks her, you know, her her, her abilities. Uh, she kind of uses, you know, light or the, the power of light and becomes, you know, very strong. All of the, all of the uh, champions have their own kind of unique move set. Uh, Mifa can Mifa uses her healing ability. She can heal if necessary. It's, she can heal the people around yeah. her. Yeah, uh, she gets she gets like 
she can drop fountains on the field and then teleport to those fountains and then if like characters in proximity to them they heal a lot of the abilities... is there any do people heal each other in these warriors games at all not usually it's pretty rare right evan correct yeah um you, you can you usually can just heal yourself that's about it um huh yeah that's really about it and it's all everybody has a unique action that's like on the one of the right triggers and so like sidons is you can smile you, you flash a smile and if you time it, it's like a timed hit if you time that with your attacks well it does more damage come on <laughs> it's true they they really wanted side on in this game it was clear but and then yeah it's it's they tried really hard to make every character have something unique about them in a way that they don't always do in some of these games because some of these games have 50 70 characters in them right like Gosh. some like some oh, of yeah. the actual like dynasty warriors dynasty warriors games have like a dozens and dozens and dozens of characters so you get overlap yeah here it's a much smaller roster so there's it, with with a bigger emphasis on making each character unique which is interesting I said, yeah i would have thought that you know the new and old versions of the champion would be like echo fighters of each other you know no huh you've got like Urbosa, who's just like lady with sword and shield and lightning powers, and then Riju is riding around with Patricia the Sand Seal around the field, which is incredibly hard <laughs> to control. Right. Oh, that's fun that that's hard to control. That is hewing again very closely to the source material. Yeah, the, there are definitely characters that take time to learn. Uh, Riju is one of them. I think uh, Teba and Rivali are both very difficult to learn as well. Teb is the one that's the most overpowered, according to YouTube. And I kind of figured out the combo to make it work, but it's it was not easy for me to figure out. Yeah, if you can understand Teba's movements while he's flying, I, I guess he is super overpowered. Like you, I had trouble with it, which is why I largely stuck to Impa as my main character. I kind of spent most of my time just as Link. And that ended up being part of the reason I did not finish the game. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about why you didn't finish the game. I got to the second to last mission. Uh, it's like this battle of Hyrule Field. It's it has You have all of the, the different people out there ready to assault uh, Hyrule Castle Town, take it back from the, the evil people. Um, the eager are there. Can we talk about the eager real quick? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so... Because so uh, 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 it's it's Suga and uh, Koga. what's his name Koga are in this game and they're like initially against you. Also, this is kind of just the same Koga. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna ask about that. Yes, it is literally the same Koga. I, unless it's like his descendant who sounds exactly like him and acts exactly like him. It's just the same guy a hundred years later. Well, a Koga in Breath of the Wild can be a hundred some years old, but he's not all wrinkly like Impa. I guess he's Do you wearing see a mask. His face? I guess you're right. He's wearing a mask. Hmm. Well, it's the Works same guy, and he get when he gets betrayed by the Aghanim guy whose name I already forgot. Uh, <laughs> Astor. Astor. <laughs> him and Suga join up with the good guys and become the good guys, and they're just good from now on. Well, that's some some fan service, yeah. And so you have all the peoples of Hyrule gathered together to fight the 
focal blends and stuff. And you do this fight that is not very fun, where you have all these different units, and they're split up amongst Hyrule Field, and you have to kind of switch between units and take out bosses to open up the way, like, into Hyrule Castle Town where your goal is. Hmm, but this then, sounds very cool. It should be, but I picked really poor characters to use. I had oh, okay. Link and Riju oh, and no. King Rome, who at this point was pretty underpowered. Those are the characters I ended up with in the critical positions. Uh, King Rome's fun, funny thing is that he can stance change between king form and hermit form. It's very funny. That's dumb. And so Sorry, you had to I disapprove. You have to beat these three like boss enemies, and then move your way into Hyrule Castle Town, and then a blood moon happens. Oh, okay. As a plot twist, and those That's... bosses revive, and you have to fight oh. them again, and beat them within a certain amount of time, or else they keep reviving. Oh. And uh. at this point. I think I messaged you and said, boy, I don't know if I'm going to finish this. And then they revived a second time and said, yeah, I quit the game. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's just not fun. This game, maybe we should talk about, Evan, how this game's not a particularly, it's, it's not, it's not well a very made. typical, it's not a typical Musou game. Correct. Uh, so typical Musou games, here is this really big open field. Here are thousands and thousands of enemies that are just, there for you to destroy to build up your Musou gauge and destroy more enemies and then you know that that that's it's really about it when it comes to Musou games not not a whole lot to really think about it's a great mindless game well uh -huh. I, I think there's you're underselling it a little bit there is like strategy and stuff there is troop movement in like yes. Hyrule Warriors 1 where you, you will see enemies actually go from place to place and actually make attempts to take bases attack you know your enemy commander and whatnot like there were times where i was in a level in age of calamity and i would just go to where an enemy block is and they're just sitting there not doing anything they don't even attack you if you're attacking them it just it it, it was like okay these enemies are kind of just copy and pasted here for no reason it's yeah static enemy formations that there's no that there's no flow of battle in Hyrule Warriors 1, there's like a flow of battle going on where the enemies have a base and their people are streaming out from their base towards other bases and you have to defend your bases while taking their bases and there are like sub-bases, like little spawn points you have to catch and stuff and none of that is present in Age of Calamity. Like, barely. But it's the same guys, isn't it? Making yeah. both games, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It feels like they wanted to just make a straight character action game. Right? Is character action game a term? It's what I would term something where it's just like going through rooms and beating up dudes to get to the next room. Like very linear path kind of stuff. And a lot of these levels in this game feel very linear path. Yeah, that's another thing is that like when you play the first level, you're actually like, I like the first level a lot. Because the first level is very open. There's, there's a big field. There are areas to go and check out. But then, like, as you progress in each level, it seems like almost each level gets kind of smaller. The paths are narrow. You're kind of just 
going from one spot to the next as opposed to having a big open field where there are things going on left and right. And so I think the level design is another negative aspect of that. And I think that, you know, that that kind of builds upon the fact that there are static enemy groups and, you know, you really don't have a lot going on around you aside from the direct objective that you're trying to fill. And there's no, like, rival enemies to fight is the other thing, right? In at least Hyrule Warriors, you had, like, enemy, like, they would turn playable characters into enemies. Yeah. Yeah, and that's largely not present in Age of Calamity. I mean, DLC, yes, you do get Suga, but that's about it. Oh, and you, (laughs) once you go through the base game, by the way, you can also unlock Calamity Ganon himself. And play as Calamity Ganon. And play as Calamity Ganon. Which, um, clearly they couldn't, I I don't know if it was they couldn't or they didn't want to use the same Calamity Ganon, because in Breath of the Wild, Calamity Ganon is beast form. He's Uh, a big smoke pig. Yeah. He's not really a guy that walks around on a field. No. Um, But in Age of Calamity, he is a big guy that walks around on the field. Yeah. Uh And they don't create, like, levels for him. So you're just playing as him in the scenario to defeat him. Correct. Well, I kind of like that. (laughs) (laughs) The DLC does have a other version of Calamity Ganon that looks more like the Breath of the Wild Calamity Ganon. But that's the other plot, is that Tarako has an evil Tarako. Yes. Where, yeah, like, when Tarako the first time travels back, a part of Calamity Ganon's spirit goes back in time and goes into, like, past Tarako's, like, body and becomes, like, a jacked-up evil Tarako. And that's sure. Per- that's pertinent to the plot. <laughs> it's not great. I don't know. Most of this game is just running around very linear levels, fighting the same boss monsters over and over. Um, when you talk about having rival characters, what that suggests to me is that they should have come up with anti-champions for each yes. of the champions. Yes. Oh, Absolutely. that'd be good. Okay. Hyrule Warriors the first has that. They made a bunch of cool evil guys. You got. Uh, Volga, who's just like a anthropomorphized Volvagia. <laughs> Volga um, is so cool. Volga's so cool. Was there a person who was like a Wizrobe person? Yeah, I think he's just Wizrobe. Yeah, I think that was the actual a guy named Wizrobe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what they should have done with this, or given some speaking lines to some Moblins or Bokoblins. Hey, let me make this game. Make let Ryan make the next Age of Calamity game probably do a better job i would agree if only you could send me back in time like (laughs) (laughs) oh i don't know if i have too much more to say about the game the menu's a mess the menu's a mess you know what i saw that you have like the whole hyrule map and i thought that was cool but you don't actually run around on the map no you? you just pick the, like the certain things spawn like you know little side quests or the main missions or you know hey make this recipe and you get slightly stronger uh, I, I thought it was cool in theory but just executed poorly uh, the other mm-hmm. negative thing about this game I have to say is the graphics um, yes the graphics are largely the same as Breath of the Wild but you would think that you know given 
some of the issues that Breath of the Wild had with kind of some slowdown, particularly in the forest, that given a couple years, they would have, you know, tried or made some attempt to fix that. And they, they didn't. That game slows no, this, down a lot. This game runs very poorly. <laughs> even Especially for... two-player. I've got a quick story <laughs> on that. So, okay. Uh, I was playing Age of Calamity with my cousin uh, because he was having difficulty with one of the final DLC mat- DLC. Um, matches or whatever and for for that last scenario you're on a time limit like the the the, the entire scenario is a time limit um but like i said one player you can already experience some slowdown putting a two-player split screen just everything so this is split screen you're in the same room yeah split screen in the same room all right there is no online aspect of it i don't believe all right all right uh so yeah split screen same room and that game just is chugging. Like, that That game is struggling. It got to the point to where we had so much on screen that the timer froze and just never started again. <laughs> and so we just didn't have to worry about the timer for the rest of the scenario. Oh, wow. That's a great strategy for the... Not the speed run, I guess. Unless part of the speed run is getting the game to actually be beatable. Yeah, so overall, I mean, it just... It, it had so much potential, given what we saw Koei Tecmo do with how, with the first Hyrule Warriors game. And then it just didn't deliver. It, it, it just... It, I don't know if it strayed too much, or if it tried to stay the same too much. Um, it, it just... It didn't... It wasn't as good as we all hoped and we also i know one thing we didn't even touch on we didn't even touch on the um the divine beast missions oh god yeah brian asked me i was trying to describe it to ryan how how there's missions in the game where you play as the divine beast and shoot a bunch of guys with lasers and ryan said is it like the impact battles from goemon and i'm like oh not nearly as good but i think that's a good like i think that's a good uh, comparison, but like you said, it's just not nearly as good. Not nearly as good. They're just slow and cumbersome. Something that should be fun, but it's just not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'm dis- disappointed in it. There's also just nothing to chew on as far as like. This was almost an opportunity for them to seed future Breath of the Wild stuff. You know, this is a game that came out at what was probably the midpoint between the first and second Breath of the Wild games, they probably could have given them, like, notes and said, hey, put this design in your game. And then that way when it shows up in a couple years, people will be like, oh, look, they seeded that idea. But there's, like, extremely nothing for them to pull on. Yeah. Um, the, the other question I had about continuity, um, again, something I was worrying about before the game came out, was... Um, like, is this a, a source of, like, it, does this affect canon at all? Do we care about any of the lore? Does this explain anything that was left unexplained in Breath of the Wild and that sort of thing? And it sounds like the time travel involved is so dumb that it, it doesn't bear paying attention to the lore at all. That's my guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I agree with that. We'll see if I'm proven wrong, but I sincerely doubt it'll matter. We might find out that Aster is actually a major player in Breath of the Wild too. I hope he because is. Because in this timeline, uh, yeah, he did not I'd get okay with that. destroyed. Or did he? I don't know. 
Um, we'll find out. That would be cool. Maybe that mummy is actually Aster's mummy. Okay, there we go. There's something to chew on. I wish there was more to chew on here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't have a particularly good time. I would rather have been playing Hyrule Warriors. That game's great. Still haven't 100% of that game. That's because there's 700 hours of things to do in that game. At least. <laughs> uh, I don't think I have anything further. Ryan, do you have any questions? Any burning desires to know? I, I'm afraid that this question might fizzle out and be a bad way to end the podcast, but um, we never have been trying to make a good podcast. So That's true. Um, when you are talking about um, all these definite flaws um, that are can be, you know, you can draw such clear points of comparison to Hyrule Warriors, the original, made by the same people, right? Like, they decided to do something else in this game, and it ended up being worse. I'm wondering if you can try and get in their heads and think, what was what were their goals with this game that led them to make things so boring and linear, or the other choices that they made? Do you, is there, can you imagine what they were, what they were trying to do, I guess? I would be really curious to know what was going on in the meetings between Nintendo and Koei Tecmo. Uh, I, I just I wonder if maybe Nintendo had a little bit more of a, a of a hand in how this game was developed in comparison oh. to Hyrule Warriors. Because I feel like Hyrule War, like the first Hyrule Warriors game, I feel like Nintendo just handed the stuff to Koei Tecmo and said, "Here you go, play it, play with it, have fun, make a game." Um, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Nintendo, with Age of Calamity and the success that Breath of the Wild had, that they wanted to maybe ha- have a little bit more of a, of a hand in how it was developed, kind of the way it went. Maybe maybe it was Nintendo that said, "Hey, we don't want to show the actual you know deaths of the four champions, so let's figure something out." Because I I can't imagine. Koei Tecmo would come to the drawing board saying, hey, we've got this really cool idea, time travel. Mm. I 100% agree. Yeah, it, this seems like somebody coming from on high and dictating what they specifically cannot do in this game. So Age of Calamity is like the Paper Mario sticker star of Zelda. I never played that reference one. For, well, <laughs> you? Yeah, not played that one either. <laughs> That was but, the one where Miyamoto said, look, you can't just be making up new characters all the time. You are not allowed to invent any characters. It can only be people who already appeared in, like, Super Mario World. And that's why there are no, like, named toads or... I'm the one who fizzled out the episode by changing it to a Paper Mario podcast. No, it's fine. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but... Next yeah, week. like the the people who own the property saying, "Well, we can't let you get all crazy with this," uh, so it has to be we have to rein you in. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you think that that affects the stuff that you talked about as far as difficulty or like the um, behavior of uh, enemies or the design of maps? Yeah, I think so because I think that they specifically wanted the maps to be as close to the maps from Breath of the Wild as possible mm, mm-hmm. and didn't allow much variation in a way that hamstrung the kinds of maps they could put in the game. 
which okay. made it more core. Like Evan was saying, it's very corridors. It's very just every levels just are sets of corridors running along stuff instead of having big open areas for the most part. And so, okay, I think a lot of that comes from that too. Huh. So, I asked some good questions, huh? Good job. Thanks, and thank e- you guys for answering them. Evan, do you it was any- a team effort. Evan, do you have any final thoughts? No, I, I think we're pretty good. I, I was able to give my thoughts on Age of Calamity, which isn't something I do very often. <laughs> it's a, you don't think about it all the time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it did it. Okay, did it come out before or after Dynasty Warriors Nine? And and, and it, I'm not going to say anything oh. more about Dynasty Warriors Nine. Just I'm curious to know which came out first. I don't. It was after. It okay. came out after Dynasty Warriors okay. Nine. Okay. That, that, that's all I'm going to have to say about that, other than Dynasty Warriors 9 is, like, the worst game of all time. Empires is out now, I think, so you should probably I, check that out and see if it's worse. Ne- never again. Never again. But th- uh, well, that is all it. I had. Thank you. That's kind of the end of the podcast as a whole for a while, I think, too. Unless something wacky happens. I mean, unless Nintendo puts out another trailer sometime soon. Or, or just the game. wacky happens. They did just say 2022, so maybe they'll just stealth drop the game. Who knows? That would be pretty wacky. 